to see a pattern here. Yep. It's yep. a conspiracy, I tell you. I've lit the flames, and now it burns brighter by the day. So <laughs> oh, I need a. Got to get a better murder bunny emote around here, man, or something. It was clear that the cycle of life had continued on Vera over these thousands of years. What did Vera's evolution story tell? They had only a glimpse into what had unfolded on this planet. In their wake, other Cinderborn would follow the trail of the Pathfinders and make their own discoveries. As the leaves around them were falling, Vera's winds had grown colder, a sign of the changes yet to come. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back. And to those listening, get ready. A very cozy Basil. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everybody's doing fine and well. Hey, buddy. Man, good to see you. I really missed hearing those lines. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you might have, man. It's good to see you in your blankie ready to roll, buddy. It's been too long. Always, always. Hell yes. Now, as always, before we dig in too far, got to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a big shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this uh, community's flames bolstering greater week after week after week. And we are coming up short on weeks for the rest of this year, friends. Um, so if you'd like to call in and leave us a message before the end of the year, you can do that. Call into 1-539-664-6801. You can also leave us a most epic iTunes review over on iTunes. Five-star review is amazing. And if you leave a comment, let us know how we're doing. We can read that here on the show. If you're going, where where can I get that at Sim? Go over to at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Right there at the top, the first pin post you'll see has all of our podcast places, including the iTunes one. Um, nothing in the mail bag to read today, friends. But if you'd like to just shoot mail on over to our Pathfinder Grunt to get that to us some point in time, can shoot a mail via the internet over to ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And I'm sure that grunt will get that to us some point in time in the near future. Um, no updates from Ashes HQ to share today. However, I do once again encourage you to go over to our YouTube, Ashes HQ. Go over there, look for the intro video. It is the Ashes HQ and you video welcoming people into the community, letting them know what to expect from us here. And, you know, leave a comment, leave your own welcome to those people that might be joining the Ashes fam. We got to catch up with the cast. This is the part I'm looking forward to. Faisal, I feel like we got to, it's like a no-brainer. Faisal's back. We haven't had him on in like four, four months or something. Crazy? How long four has months, it been? Jeez, months. dude. Literally four months. It's crazy that it's been that long since you were last here, man. <laughs> yeah. How the, how the hell you been I doing? 
I went to hell and back. I just finished the project for the Formula One here in my hometown. Oh boy! Oh, uh, so it was it was long hours of work, oh, and yeah. now I've completed it. Uh, Amazing! And man. it was it was a great experience, honestly. Yeah, I kept watching over the Ashes community from 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 afar and a distance and behind the scenes or in the shadows. Uh, in the shadows that, uh, it's something that something you know very well Sim. Well, <laughs> no 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 <laughs> look here this is madness man first time back in four months and the first thing he's got to say is yeah life's been well also from the shadows ninja loot are you right no not right that's what murder bunnies say not murder bunnies oh. but it's murder bunny Basil says <laughs> yep been missed dude it's good to have you on again mm. but you dataless what have you been up to in the past week or so uh not much just kind of gearing up for taking some time off from work for the holidays and working on the to-do list and doing like a little bit of gaming when i have a chance but yeah just just focusing on just getting to the air quotes finish line for this yeah, year yeah true that man we, we definitely are getting there close uh what are we december 12th at the time of the recording of this podcast Oh man, I'm just I'm avoiding it, Dean Frozen. I see you in chat. I'm acknowledging it, but I'm not acknowledging it live because it's ridiculous. Also, we we're missing half tilt, man. He couldn't make it today, everybody. Unfortunately, oh poor guy, he's running a fever. So sending him good vibes, man. Hopefully, it's you know nothing too nothing too bad. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, you're somebody gets gets a fever and they're fighting off a fever at this. At this point in our world, that's not exactly a very welcome symptom to be dealing with of anything. So sending him good vibes, man. Uh, yo, we've got a few things, gentlemen. Got a few things to talk about. Some frozen festivities to discuss. Uh, a dev discussion to chat about. I mean, a lot of things tying into the holidays coming up. An announcement around uh, the upcoming Ashes of Creation live stream. I've got I pulled a point from uh, one of the forums talking about seasons. It felt like a good time to revisit that. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of dig in. So the frozen frozen festivities cosmetics uh, that have been launched. I'll go ahead and get a uh, nice visual here for everybody who's watching. If you're going, but Sam, I can't see it. All I could do is listen. This is why I encourage you to be here live on Sundays with us. 5 p.m. C.D. Sorry, S.T. Central U.S visual aids always help <laughs> they do especially for this conversation i mean okay let's just we'll, we'll we'll have a little chit chat here but this is very clearly oriented towards as it sounds frozen festivities winter months mm -hmm. big takeaways gripes complaints likes dislikes gentlemen in no particular order and i'll be linking this to y'all here in chat can check it out while we're talking about it, friends. I mean, I'm going to say I don't know that this is everyone's cup of tea, but it's kind of another shut up and take my money month here. <laughs> I mean, I really I really like the uh, I really like the freehold, especially I think that's one of my favorite things that they have done in terms of freehold stuff like of all time. Um, and that's saying a lot considering how much of the work that I love from this team. Um, I actually really like the costumes and I wouldn't normally kind of go for something like that, but I would really be interested to see how that would work um, and 
know, apologies to any dwarf lovers on a non-dwarf. <laughs> I would love to see it like on a human model, definitely. Um, the horse is like, you know, fantastic. I don't know. And and one of the things that I read actually as the community was commenting on this yeah. that I thought was really neat. I didn't notice it, but now I can't unsee it. And it's it's a good thing. If y'all have ever seen the movie The Neverending Story, that pet totally reminds yeah. me of one of the creatures in yeah. Neverending Story. One sure of the does. creatures. 100%. So yeah, I mean I I love this set. Um, like I said, I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea, but it's you know, it's definitely one that I think has a lot of little details and variety, and you've got like it's just hitting like multiple races too with the influence, which is also I think pretty awesome. Mm. What about you, Bunny Man? Um, I I, re- I like I like to agree with Douglas uh, with with the whole uh, Santa costume and and Mrs. Santa. <laughs> I think I think I would love to see them in multiple races. That would be amazing. Um, I love the the headpiece as well. Like from a uh, from a jeweler standpoint, crafting that design will take a very long time. And I think I think I would like it's very appreciated in the, in the terms of design. Like it's really nice. Um, I also. Um, like everything about this, except the horse. I think I dislike the horse the most, honestly. Why? Um, I think I, th- I think the horse is just like a normal horse. I I, I prefer the reindeer, honestly, more more uh, than a fair. horse. Like. That's a good. That's a fair point. We've seen some good ones of those too. They've had a couple of them, I think, or at least like, the stag. It's not that I dislike the horse. It's more of I would prefer this more than this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a good point, man. It was Falcor, yeah. I see that in chat. So Falcor was the the Neverending Story, the flying like dog, basically. It was like a dog, sort of like flying dog. It totally does, man. It totally has those vibes. I like that. Like I see these um, particles that are that are sort of in there. That both the horse and the uh, the Starkin, which is the little pet, they're calling it that, and the Twilight Courser, um, the I'm not, I'm usually like, and I, I know people are really, when we talk about holidays and game, which is the dev discussion coming up, I think this discussion over holidays and events in game, something we've had discussions around, I think it's going to be a, a relatively interesting one today because people seem to be like, you know, I, I think we even talked about this last time, right? Didn't we talk about this uh, last time where we talked about in-game holidays and how you know, what do we want to, and I made it a reference towards like the Elder Scrolls Online. And so they do a thing and like World of Warcraft has a thing and Guild Wars 2 has a thing. And some people have more of a preference that you have holidays that orient to feeling similar to the the holidays here in our world. And then some people have a preference that it orients more towards like things that exist more in their own world that don't really seem quite similar like similar ish, but not really that much. And so there are some events and like, I think it's the um, new, new, no new life festivals, what they call it coming up here in the Elder Scrolls online. Right. And this one's about, is it like winter oriented and themed? Absolutely. 
but you don't have like a Christmas tree and a bunch of presents under it or garb or attire that really looks like that. You have like frost caster gear and, and motifs and outfit styles and stuff. So it's definitely winter themed. And for us here in our world, it definitely fits the holiday, but it's not like World of Warcraft's Great Father Winter with a big ass tree in the capital city with a bunch of presents under it. And when I look at this festive protector's garments, right, which is the cosmetic outfit here that we're talking about, looks like it's Dunier oriented. Uh, it does definitely does have like a strong Dunier influence to it. Uh, when I look at like the what is like uh, maybe the embroidery or something, and then those big old gloves or gauntlets or whatever, that looks pretty, pretty dwarven too. I was, I was about- I was about to say, like, if you put like five jewels, that's just Thanos gauntlet <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally can dig it, right? So, it, it, is everything in this cosmetic set super like Great Father Winter slash Papa Claus? No, but like the garb definitely feels like it is the. The revered uh, Aberalis or whatever you call that, the house with the big tree, and it looks like a bunch of icicles off of it. Sort of almost actually looks like a, a bonsai tree a bit, and then has like icicles coming off of it the, for the freehold cosmetic. Um, you've got the boat, which is the Bergbreaker barge. Exactly what it sounds like. It's like got these blue lights around it and um, a bunch of like wood. It's like, all right, go haul your stuff across the sea or whatever. Okay, cool, cool. So there's definitely a mix in here, but the Twilight Corsair and the Starkin totally feel celestial. So it's a, it's a, it's definitely an interesting approach. The Midnight Mask, I mean, it's got like some bluish sort of gems in it. Um, I definitely think in terms of like Frozen theme, we all know the winter uh, cosmetic bundle. Like, what was it, two years ago now, maybe? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Looked like the frozen no, something like that. <laughs> frozen, yeah. It was like the frozen uh, freehold skin, uh, skin or whatever, and then everything was just like it's like ice, ice baby, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm digging some of these. I don't know, man, if it's like one I would want to get everything. I'm kind of torn. I- I'm actually a bit torn, which sounds like I'm maybe overthinking it a bit, and perhaps I am, but the Starkin. <sighs> just as a pet alone that thing is awesome super unique the 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 mount i i would agree with basil i think it would have been cool to see like a reindeer version like that maybe that would have been pretty cool um the horse it's pretty awesome um i'm a little concerned it might be i'm a little worried if i get it it's gonna feel a little um what is it called my little pony slash unicorn (laughs) vibed and i don't know if i could actually run around on that i don't know if i could i can't pull that kind of stuff off like stufferton's like you like stuff that glows him <laughs> i do i do and and despite what people See, are saying I'm in chat guys, he's turning more to the dark side hey, like, maybe it's, not it's uh, he, he's what? choosing his own words for himself <laughs> at um, this point walk <laughs> in the light walk in the light and have a have a great what I need uh I need some more light. I need some friends, man. That's what I need. I need some more <laughs> friends that aren't all about this damn ninja narrative that, that damn fellow pathfinders help reinforce that other podcasts help reinforce. 
that Steven <laughs> helps reinforce and Maggie helps reinforce. I just need I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yep. It's yep. a conspiracy, I tell you. I've lit the flames and now it burns brighter by the day. So <laughs> I don't need a gotta get a better murder bunny emote around here, man. Or something. Just saying. I do agree though. Y'all are right. I do like how they're tying in more of the different races sort of in here. Like the Valoon. They talked about the Valoon with the mount. They talked about the Starkin pet. They mentioned the Vec. Uh, you know, the Kalar when they talk about the Midnight Mask, and you go and you look at like the Dunier, obviously, for the garments or whatever. And then you got like the barge and they talk about the Renkai. And you could definitely see the influence. So I'm kind of wondering if some of that, it does seem like a bit of a shift, though, doesn't it? In how they're choosing to deliver the cosmetics each month. We had some that looked very much like it was all Renkai. Remember that? The what was it called? The Might of the Merc? That that was like, I mean, I mean freaking Renkai. Yeah, I, 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 I see your point where I think they started to not completely shift, but started to shift a bit. Yeah. And where to, uh, it encompasses all the races instead of mm. them just focusing on one. Because like I, my, this is my assumption is where like they have a lot of assets to play now yeah. since they revealed what the orc ha is going to look like. They True. revealed how the dwarf is, yep. human elves. And uh, since they've done that, yep. it's easier for them to navigate between skins True. or try to create content to show. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Renkai Orc Barge actually kind of gives me some Night Owl vibes from World of Warcraft, though. Is, that, is it just me? I see. Yeah, I, would, I would say so. Yeah. 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 A little bit, yeah. But well, yeah. The luminescence of it, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what I was gonna say too is like, you know, there were a lot of people who felt like they I mean, I think from a business perspective, this is probably another reason for the choice. They recognize like one month may not be for anybody, but if you kind of diversify the different races and kind of tie some of that in and get more variety, then maybe you're also getting more people getting stuff every month more consistently, having more people also talking about them, showing a little more interest in them instead of some people would be like, well, this is very clearly all just Lightbringer stuff this month, so I'm kind of out. Or it's all just, you know, this cut out specifically. That's uh, good to see that we're, we're getting some clips over all of this. So I think we're going to move on now. That's great. No guild gatherings dev discussion on holidays we're going to show the dev discussion here is so we're going to piggyback off of looking at the cosmetics as a reference point and let's go ahead and chat just a little bit more around the holiday stuff okay now the dev discussion was holidays dev discussion number 37 the question posed, and here it is on in chat for all of you that are here this is the forum post and it, they stated, so how do you feel about in-game holidays that line up time-wise with out-of-game holidays? Do you prefer that your game world has a matching celebration, or would you prefer to keep your real-world holidays away from the keyboard? So here we're piggybacking off that little point we made last week. Look at the cosmetics. Look at thematically what's going on. What, what are your preferences, guys? And for everybody who's listening... Feel free to chime in, whether you're posting comments, you know, drop an info in the Discord, whatever it is. Very, very curious what people think about this. Gentlemen. 
My preference would be that timing wise, there's maybe some alignment, but I think thematically, I want it to be unique to Vera, mm -hmm. um, definitely. And I would love to see some holidays that aren't necessarily lined up with anything in the real world either, just to kind of mix it up. Um, and I know we're going to be talking a little bit about seasons later on, um, hopefully, because mm -hmm. I think that's a really good topic and ties in very well. But yeah. I, I think that would be my preference is that make it unique timing that aligns with like the general, you know, real world holidays is okay, but definitely make it unique and, and then do some stuff that are uniquely barren, I think would be nice as well. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's one thing that I think um, I'm missing in some, you know, the MMOs that I've played, it's mostly just, you know, okay, the traditional holidays and then they do like, you know, some variant of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to see like a little bit of both. So that way, again, it feels like, a world um and it also you know i think it's good when there's things happening around holidays people normally take it gives people more time to interact with the world and yeah. if you know they choose like during the holidays which is good right because a lot of times like people get pretty busy and it's nice to just have something that people can kind of jump into that's unique and it's when they have time potentially have time to play I can I can agree with most of what they just said. Like I generally don't really care if it's tied to the real life or not. Like well what I mean by that is basically if they put it in game like stuff like Christmas, um, Fourth of July or Thanksgiving, I'm cool with those. But I would also like to see like um its own unique celebrations inside the game rather than just taking from, from our world and put it, putting it in, in there. I don't mind seeing both at this point. Um, but as, as they said, I would love to see unique features. Time-wise, um, it really depends on how they do the rewards in those timeframes. For example, if, if it was like, let's say Christmas holidays and they were trying to do like, oh, you can get, if you do this raid 30 times, you would get this skin for your character. Um, there's two ways of doing it. It's either it's special one time thing and they never reopen it again, or mm -hmm. they, because it's the holiday, they could make it open every single time for people that can come back to it and get it. So it's really up to them. If it's if it's a unique thing, I think they should not stick with the time frame of the real world holidays, and I think it should extend. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's if people are able to come back to it, they they can choose whatever time frame they want, really. So here's part of the dilemma I think that they face right now. And this is totally going to tie into like what Daedalus had mentioned. I see some people in chat going like, keep real world. What's going on with the lighting here? I, I need to just, can we please just, I like red. It's my preference. Thanks. Don't really understand why <laughs> someone's trying to turn the lights on or whatever. I don't really enter. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, it, it, if that's any indicator, perhaps uh, something's trying to tell you all that just because someone's got red lights in the background, doesn't mean they're not a light bringer, right? I think that's like an indicator. I think we should listen to it. anyway. 
I see some people. I mean, hey, hey, it it glowed way brighter. Then you decide to deny the brightness. But sure, sure, you whatever you say. Oh, Enjoy the acceptance of the dark lords, and it's fine. It's just easier on the eye. You know what? I got, I got, I know what it'll take. Just pay no attention to the fact that. Just ignore that part. Pay no attention. Hold on. Let me let me summon the brightness. Wait, what's the, ignore that? I don't know what this is. Here, scrub that off. Okay, there. <laughs> That's looks awesome. up, looks up. You can brighten your eyes as much as you want, but you you won't have a holy bed as I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, is that what you call that? Is that how that works, dude? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what you refer to your bed as the holy? Is it the holy bed? The, the holy the place. Holy bed, <laughs> oh man, we could go so many different directions with that, <laughs> but for the sake of the show, I'm gonna not. Oh boy, we're. we're you know what? I am going to talk about it the next time I go live on Tuesday. I am 100% making this the first discussion point I have to reference <laughs> off of the podcast. So put a pin in it, friends. Get ready for the clips because they're probably going to happen. And buddy, don't worry. It'll be immortalized just for you. So thank you. You're welcome, <laughs> you're welcome buddy. Okay. In, in all serious, no, in seriousness, though. So Cheryl was talking about like, you know, with her husband, like, it would be good for it to align with our holidays. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I'm kind of a proponent of this. However, I don't necessarily think it needs to be like, Oh, we have jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, we've got Christmas trees. Oh, we've got, you know, it could be something ominous, like a witch's festival. And yes, that was pretty cool. They could do without yeah. like, you know, pumpkins is cool. If you're doing something with pumpkins on your own and you can do that in game with like freeholds or whatever, that's fine. If that's your own thing. But the thing is, is I don't I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to associate it too directly with things like Christmas, et cetera. And here's part of the reason why. And also, this is what I think is going to be tricky for them. Right. Are you going to if you're going to have a winter event in game, are you going to base it around the seasons in game? Because if you do, how often does that happen? Kind of it would be a little strange for me. This is just me. Even if the in-game holiday occurs, mm-hmm. I kind of want to be like in the vibe that it makes sense to be celebrating it. Like, cause I like to get into Halloween. I dig that season specifically, right? I actually really enjoy it. I especially like when there's something like that in the game. However, I'm not a proponent of, of it being Halloween in a game. I, I prefer it to be a spooky sort of thing, right? something it could be a witch's festival or it could be uh i don't know like some haunting that happens or whatever it could be completely different than anything in our world and it's cool because for me i kind of dig it but i don't want it It to be like a a direct rip of our holiday it could be a horde of monsters trying to attack uh, a couple of cities along the way yeah or special ones that maybe you know have more of like this haunted sort of like they talked about, didn't they talk about, remember, uh, uh, monster coins, right? Like one of the examples they've specifically given was like a horde of zombies or skeletons or something, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect to make that like a seasonal thing, right? It doesn't have a direct tie-in to our, ho- like, doesn't it's not, you're not saying Halloween, but it associates with it. And it's something unique to its, you know, it's in its own right. Here's the dilemma, <clears throat> in my opinion which is we're going to piggyback off of a discussion point from a fellow 
community member who posted it on the forums. We, we've narrower who stated, I'm going to give this reference point. And this is going to be our tie into talking about holidays and seasons, because I feel like this is kind of an important parallel here. Okay. For several reasons. So talking about are the seasons in game too short? So when we think of holidays, we think of seasons, how much association we want to have there, how much association do we want to have with real world holidays, or we want to keep them more oriented to the seasons or something in the game. And if we do, then think of seasons for a moment. One month is equal to, right, two days, eight hours, assuming 12 months in a very near, 13 very nears in an earth year. So he said it's not the numbers by themselves, though. If the seasons change every week, there's no anticipation or buildup. There's no I'm looking forward to winter. Blink and you miss it. There isn't enough time to enjoy it. Have it feel special. And they said, I would argue that the quick change of seasons makes that uh, then that it feels too common, boring or less impactful from an aesthetic point of view. We could even piggyback off of that and talk about how the seasons can influence combat, which is something they've talked about previously as well. So when we think about holidays and we think about like the seasons in the game and how quickly they're going to go. Well, if we want to associate a holiday with a season, then recognize how quickly the seasons are going to change. And there's a whole lot of conversation we can have there. I don't know. What do you all think about that? I'm not a fan of quick changing seasons, and this is probably one of the things that I am not necessarily as thrilled about with the frequency of it. I mean, my preference would be, and I don't get, I don't know how complicated this is to kind of put in the game or not, but I would prefer something that's a little more dynamic, that it's not necessarily like guaranteed, okay, on, you know, October 1st, winter starts in Vera, right? I mean, I would like it to be something that the devs can configure to say, okay, you know, we're going to, you know, have an event and we're going to bring in winter a little earlier this year, right? I mean, mm -hmm. again, within reason. And I would prefer, like, and, and I don't know, like, how that design choice impacts everything else in the game. So that's where, well, probably from a coding standpoint, it may not be as big of a deal, but I think from a dependency on everything else the team is working on, does that, like, for example, like mm. crops and when they can be raised, they have to be in a certain season, right? That might be something, again, right, that might be dependent upon the weather and the seasons. Um, but I would prefer if they, you know, expanded that time a little bit more so that it's not like a week and then you're into a new season. I think that just feels like a little, in my opinion, it's not as immersive as it somewhat more aligning to how, you know, seasons happen within uh, a year. And I think what would be also pretty unique is if based on where the server is located, you also had like an ability to align seasons with that part of the world. So for example, like when mm. it's winter here, you know, in the, in the, uh, the oceanic yeah. region, it's summer, right? Right. Uh-huh. So, so kind of being able to say, okay, well, if you're on a server in the oceanic region, you're having like the summer events going on, right. Versus the winter events in, you know, like some in the, continental u.s or what have you um meanwhile uh, me in the desert the only season I, I, i've got to see <laughs> well i mean i i you know my my uh 
I grew up in in uh, the Southwest, so trust me, I know the season's hot, not so hot, right? But I'm just talking like, in general, I'm trying to live vicariously through Vera, right? So, um, but that would be my thought is like, let's make it really unique. Um, again, don't know how complicated it is. Don't know how far along they are in the development cycle to make an adjustment here. Um, maybe because they're asking about like seasons and so on. Maybe they're at a turning point where they need to make a decision. I don't know, but pr my preference would definitely be make it a little longer. Narrower hits it like right on the like head here. Make it more impactful. Make the like when winter mm -hmm. comes, we know winter's coming, right? Um, right. And and we've got like something again to look forward to versus being at like. Okay, well, I got to wait another couple of weeks and then I'm back in winter, so no worries, right? Um, it just, yeah, it, I don't know that. That's my point of view on it. Mm. Yeah, I agree with most of what you said, Davis. And uh, what's it called? I think I'm I'm very with the idea of not making it a like two weeks time, then the season changes mm. or something like. I prefer it being months <laughs> until a season changes. Let, let me feel that cold or heat uh, if if there's any to begin with. <laughs> and uh, it also gives uh, people a lot of time to to, I think, harness what they're trying to build. Um, because my assumption is if they're trying to make a seasonal change in the world of Vera, a lot of things are supposed to change. And seeing that change instantly from something to something else is uh, not going to look nice, at least. Or at least I won't be able to experience it fully. For example, if it's like um, springtime and it's it's raining constantly, supposedly all the dungeons get filled and all the monsters comes up. Mm -hmm. If that's being done in a course of a week, me as a person, I don't think I'm able to go from city to city, trade and experience what I'm supposed to experience in a week. <laughs> mm. uh, I, th I think it should take a course of months uh, where, where the season changes. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, th I think the anticipatory aspect is the most relevant for me is, is with seasons there's a sense that things are changing and you, you have a sense of them changing over time. And I think one of the things that I always thought with ashes was going to be really beautiful. was like the, the fact that the seasons change to take, take whether it impacts combat or whatever out of the equation. Right. It was always that element of knowing that there was this time of year, similar to like seasons in our world, a time of year where things change, where things are different in the world. And you have a sense of that change and experience uh, over time and an anticipation of knowing that you can look forward to something you do have to wait a while for to get here. And we talked about things like, what if like, you know, in game, it gets really icy and snowy and the path is blocked and maybe, you know, for a specific quest in an area that maybe someone would have to go on, like, you know, or, or, you know, you could tie a whole seasonal event behind that to where like, maybe there's like a pathway, maybe there's a place you go craft, maybe there's, you know, A, B, C, or D reasons that this pathway is important, but you have to wait until a certain point to go do it. And it may not be some massive game breaking thing, but from the perspective of that overarching narrative, 
for the game. That pathway not always being available like a seasonal change is important. You know, and I mean, even if you want to break it down, look at the combat perspective, too. I, I like the idea that there's like a season similar to our own where maybe combat's impacted in a specific way due to an environmental change. And, you know, keeping in mind as well, like there's obviously going to be areas in the game that uh, are going to be uh, more temperate versus, you know, just, you know, swampy or have peaks and valleys or has like a, you know, a, a bunch of mountains or a bunch of plains and, Obviously, things there are going to be a little different, you know, from from the standpoint of the terrain and the you know geography and and all of that 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 sort of includes. But the idea of like a season impacting the world and knowing that there's some positive gain that you have to wait for, or some fill in the blank that is you have to look forward to, and you got to wait a while. Until you can do it again. I mean, even if they didn't, you know, they didn't make it to our, like directly aligned with our seasons. I feel like, like, I, you know, the time frame that they currently have outlined is just too short. It's just too short from my perspective for it to work in a way that feels, you know, organic to be in the game. Like, can you imagine getting on one <laughs> one week and then the next week, week or two later, you jump in and it feels like so drastically different in the sense of time feels like it's going too fast also from a narrative standpoint if a year is if a year in our world is like 13 years in in vera you gotta account for that with from my perspective with like npc age and stuff like that as well at least i think you do so that's the other component with narrative that you got to worry about i think i don't know what you all think about that particular point but it's definitely a big one for me yeah, and I, I I agree. Um, and I think something Cheryl brought up in chat as well was about like the day and night cycle and not having that be like you know aligned to the real world. I'm okay with that too. Um, I think that you know that to me can be independent, and mm -hmm. you can make that you know relatively shorter. You just might need to mess with like what is considered a varying year. That's kind of an, in my yeah. opinion, an easy fix, yep. right? It still doesn't make it like, okay, well, if I need to do this quest and these creatures only show up at night, I have to be on at like, you know, 8 p.m., 10 p.m., 1 a.m., whatever it is, right? And that to me would be, that would be a, a dissatisfier as a player, right? That mm -hmm. I have to like align specifically there um, to that. So, I mean, I think there's ways around that, but definitely like, making the seasons too quick it just it they kind of become have less and less meaning or impact like narrow said um and, and we've been discussing here and i would like to be able to enjoy the hol like the the holidays or the seasons you know whatever what have you right i'd like to be able to enjoy those um within a reasonable time frame right it doesn't have to exactly align but at least make them longer than a week maybe it's a month right i don't know what the right balances but at least have that ability behind the scenes to say let's let's have an option to mess with this and see what's the right mix as opposed to saying I mean, yeah it's gonna be like you know the flash is running the show in terms of the season change right. i mean that's exactly what point i was about to say like none of this is set in stone they can try the area this mm -hmm. as much as they want yeah like 
I think we we all have to have to like decide on this. It's not just like a one-time thing they're going to put and it's going to be right from the first time. I think it's going to have trial and error and see what is the right balance for for all these changes to happen. Yeah, I like I like this one too from Spade and Chat here saying, I mean, doing season event like a battle pass or something of that nature. I mean, step away from the battle pass idea. Just look at a battle pass typically is a few months, right? So if you look at a few mm -hmm. months period of time, the other thing to tie into too is like, well, when we talk seasonal slash holiday changes, how then do we want to tie in the seasonal ladders? You know what I mean? Like, I think some like synergy between in-game seasons, our world seasons, the holidays don't have to be the same, but I think there's got to be like some, some sort of like similarity in there to where it makes sense for there to be like uh, a, a, a seasonal ladder or, you know, any, anything like that that they're going to put in, you're going to want to make it a few months. So it's not like here and gone before you know it. And it's like, damn, I didn't even have a chance to to get in and try to work towards progression on that. Maybe I would have had more time in a month and this month than I do in this one and could have grinded it out. And I really wanted an opportunity. I don't think that's necessarily catering to people either, but I do got to say Basil's right. Like the, the important thing about a question like this right here, which this one, I feel like it, from my perspective at first glance, it probably to a lot of people seems like holidays as a question for dev discussion isn't a big one, but it's definitely a leading question and an opportunity because they gauge the community's feedback. And I think when you talk about holidays and or seasons, I feel like you can't completely separate yourself from one over the other. I feel like Cheryl said in chat, you know, we naturally gravitate to seasons and holidays tend to naturally gravitate to seasons. Like that's just historically how it works. Right. You look to every great fantasy story when they include holidays, they tend to tie into seasons much like they do here in our world, too. So I think there's definitely a balance um, there. Now, the next dev discussion that I think is going to be freaking lit. And I just want to put this out there, put a pen in it, get ready, because, oh, we're going to have a hell of a time with this one. Is their next dev discussion topic is regarding griefing. Oh, that's going to be good because people's term we've learned through discussions on this show. People's definition of griefing is not the same, even if there's an there's a standard working definition. The hell are we pointing at me for, Faisal? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Did you see the nice little image in chat in, 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 in Discord under general chat Discord? Anybody that uh, good old Dean Frozen put in there? I'm not sure exactly what that means. But um, I, I could probably elaborate on making some assumptions there. But yeah, so I, I do think that at a lot of FPS games like Apex Legends, there's a lot of other games out there that are pretty good about this, too. Um, arguably, Fortnite does really good with their passes and this idea of like a season and the time frame in which you can do it. Um, Gwent does a pretty good job with it, too, in terms of their journeys. And this is a card game, but you get a few months. You got a, a, enough time in there to actually. This is unbelievable, you people. You people, yes, all of you, every one of you. Griefing isn't the same as ninja looting. Don't worry, it's great. Thanks for and thanks for that clarification. I appreciate it. Unbelievable. 
<sighs> yeah. I mean, you got to get to the loot somehow. <laughs> yes. Some murder bunnies like to hop, hop, hop along to their murder loot with their teeth out. <laughs> Yo, we got some other topics for today. We're definitely going to chat about, but, uh, you know, the upcoming live stream is going to be the end of next week, this coming week. We'll, we'll do a little bit more discussion around that. <clears throat> Just keep in mind the submissions for questions that might get asked are going to be due by Wednesday, this coming week, Wednesday, December 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific. And then the live stream is going to take place on Friday, December 17th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Right. So you don't get the day before. Usually we do. But for some reason, it's looking like it's going to be a two days before now. So if you want to get any questions in, you want to see if they'll they'll get asked on the live stream during their development live stream. Just keep in mind that um, that's your that's your timeline. We'll, we'll make sure we announce that again, probably before the end of the show today. But just be aware, friends, that that's coming up. And again, this one's significantly earlier because holidays into the month. Right. Probably going to spend time with their families. I expect another good five trolls from Steven on the development live stream as usual. Feel free to count and see if we're right. He trolls Margaret almost five times every time or more. Usually it's actually right around five. Right. We 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 made a little game out of it one week, and it's uh, been a fun little game to kind of like just go. I'll be going through, taking notes, and I'm just like, check, check. Usually he likes to he likes to lead after he does the very first one. Watch this. Yes, I'm a behavior person. He likes to lead with one. And then as he gets this response, he likes to almost immediately pair it with the second one. So the first two usually come pretty quick out the gate in the first segment area. Just saying it's fun. So anyway, we'll talk about some of the other things in the agenda. So. All right, guys. I saw this one on the forums a while back and we didn't talk about it last week. I think I've had it here on my list of things to discuss a couple times over. Obviously, if you enjoyed the discussion around like the holidays and seasons, leave a comment on our YouTube, right? Shoot a message in discord. We'll pick all those, those uh, discussion points. And usually we like to chat about some of those on the show as well. Uh, but this is an interesting one because it seems like such an early time to be discussing something like this, but it's kind of fun to speculate what people think we might see at some point in the future. For example, playable races, more playable races. The fact people are discussing this when the game's not even out, it's interesting because you do kind of wonder what the other playable races, if they were added, would even be. Like, are there even any that make any sense? We've already got eight, right? You're talking about the four, you know, parent races that split into two of their own sub races. So you got eight plus you got the Tolnar. You got nine at launch. Wait, I'm going to call it from now. Bird people. You Really? Bird people. You so, think so? Yep. You think like those little disgruntled ones we see walking around? You know what I'm talking about, the Slayborn. I mean, yeah, this, a better version, born. I would say. <laughs> I, I would have to go with a better version too. Something a little bit 
a little bit, I don't know, dare I say a little more high fantasy than that, like some spectacular sort of like avian race, similar to the one we see in like, I don't know, like Legends, not saying rip it, just saying as an example, or like the Hylian race from Legend of Zelda. I always found that a very interesting race, right? The Hylian race, I always thought the, the aquatic ones, those were always, those were always the Zoras, right? Not the, not the Hylians. I apologize. The Zorans, right? Know what they're called? The Zora race. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool That's idea. The only, like the only chain of thought when it comes to races, like it's okay. We've had everything on land. So we've got the sky, we've got the sea. We can add more into that. That's that's where where I like. That's where my chain of thought goes. Even underground, they already went underground with the underground <laughs> race. So, our, where next? Our corrupted bunnies. Are bunnies even a thing in Vera so far? That's a great question, friend. I don't know, Daedalus ideas. Um, I don't ever live to live the, to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> Murder bunnies, man. Well, I mean, days. yeah, there's, there's, you never know. There might be like you know, world boss is a murder bunny. Have a little too much, uh, a little that corruption swell. You know, you never know what what'll happen there. But yeah. I guess personally for me, I mean, I'm I'm okay with them doing like more like high fantasy type of stuff, unique type of stuff. If if they decide to do a new race, right? Because Again, right, with the interdependence of, like, the racial choice with other things, it's not just slapping on a skin, like, on a mob, right? There is definitely, you know, racials to think about. There's other things that you'll, they'll need to think through and not necessarily make, like, a new race to new meta, right, if they make wrong choices there, that said, I mean, I think it would be really neat to be able to see like half races, like half orc, right? And, you know, half Ren Kai, half Vec, something like that. Um, I agree with Faisal too. I think it would be really neat to see like something that's more, you know, themed to like a sky creature or, you know, a sea creature. I think that would be good just to be able to maybe discover like an ancient city, kind of like Atlantis, like in the ocean and, now we have a new race, right? Oh, that evolved over time. Cool. Right. So again, there's there's a lot of possibilities here. I agree with something somebody said in chat about, well, you know, people just need to chill, right? We should focus on just really kind of world building with what we have. Absolutely. And then new things will come in, right? New ideas the developers will have. And not to say that it's, you know, I'm shutting down the discussion entirely, but it's still like let's let's just get this out the door first, right. you know, throw the ideas out there, but I think the expectations need to be tempered a bit. Um, but personally, Absolutely. I mean, I think like half, half races would be cool. Um, honestly, like if we're going into other dimensions, right, it could be like other variants of the humans or the dwarves or whatever, I think would be cool too. Right. Again, right. They could have more unique uh, or different, pardon me, different racials, different aesthetics right it's still like in my opinion like a new race while um and it has like all the i guess trappings of a new race with the uniqueness there but it's still not that far off in mm -hmm. terms of like possibilities right it's not outlandish but it's still like would be cool I hey mean, i'm in a different dimension and then the denier developed differently and now they're called something else right one can argue when when all these races went through the portal 
they've had to adapt to their surroundings so that all their cultures needed to change mm-hmm. so uh yeah yeah like post actually like before they go <laughs> to the portal uh they could have different cultures completely Right. I mean, thinking too, like when you think about half races or those that were left behind, I mean, I think that's probably, if anything, going to be the way to go. So when we think about more playable races, it's so hard to really come up with anything because for me, I feel like I would need personally for me to to be able to make sense of that. I'd need to actually go like let's find out what the hell happened on the planet when we left for thousands like 5000 easy years anyway what races even survived how they survived did they crossbreed or whatever you know did where did they find refuge we we know that they had keeps we we you know that they fell back to for these giant behemoths probably laid waste everything and we know that the underrealm was a, probably a, a safe haven for some and who knows but we need to know that narrative we need to know what races what alliances or social organizations that existed that were still there that actually survived how they survived and what that evolution looked like so another playable race could like 100 percent just be another human but like Faisal was even talking about like culturally evolved in a different way with a different set of values with a different mm-hmm. set of beliefs um and their affinity to things might have also been different as a result of being on Vera, where magic continued to exist. And on Sanctus, there was no magic. So there's there's a whole bunch of different. And, and yeah, but for me, it's going to be that, right? It's going to be, well, when we get back, who the hell is here? Who's been here? Like we led with the show conversation and that narrative in the beginning, which was evolution over time. What did it look like? You know, we won't know till we get there. So until we get there, temper expectations, let's see what the story looks like. But if I was to speculate and go somewhere, I think underwater realm, deep mountain realm, some cut out of like the under realm where people maybe went back to because we already know that like they've got what the, the Dunir and there's a, a, a lineage of elves also who we already know have ties to the under realm one more of an ominous potential tie-in versus the other, which was more of a, you know, we have regular visits here and question mark on why that is, but we kept doing it. We know it probably ties into our power somehow. So there's a lot of different ties that we can definitely make. Um, Some other uh, discussion points uh, before we kind of really go too far with any of this stuff is looking into the future again. And looking at things like tanking. Well, we got a, a pretty good conversation point. Uh, I forget which podcast. It might have been the... Oh, I don't remember. Yikes. It might have been BCGs. Uh, I can't really remember for sure, though. But I know that Stephen had, not too long ago, explained the tanking name and why that was being used and everything. But let's deviate away from the name and talk mitigation. Uh, we we don't talk a lot about the combat from Alpha One, but the tank didn't really like it didn't feel super tanky tanky like it, it just felt like a warrior who had like a little bit of aggro. And yeah, there was like a bubble and, you know, d- ultimate defense or whatever. But we talk about mitigation types um right out the gate with a tank and we're looking at the mitigation types i didn't really feel like we had a whole lot of that in there yet 
And I think the fact that we talk about tank and mitigation and we could talk passive or active mitigation, which is sort of like my entry point to conversation here, but I want to put a flag on that real quick. And I, I got to ask Faisal since he hasn't been here. I thought about this just now. Unreal Engine 5 discussion. You, you've you watched the live streams recently. You, you know that they've been very reluctant of showing anything that has to do with server-side architecture or systems. Yes. And they've yes. been talking about a strike force. Steven's talking about for Unreal Engine 5. And they aren't showing us anything. What do you think, man? You think it's a good time to talk about jumping in and preparing for Unreal Engine 5 if they were going to? That's a tired bag of worms, man. <laughs> We've hit on it like two, two, maybe three uh, times, but their behavior. And then you look at like, have you seen what someone's people have been doing with their creations in Unreal Engine 5 already? It's got to be so hard as a developer to see just what indie devs with no games are jumping in and doing an Unreal Engine 5, knowing it's got its limitations. I know it would be a it wouldn't be good to just jump in and go full fledged into it, but I feel like it's got to be something that they're mindful of right now. I actually had a conversation with uh, with Sorian in the in the mm -hmm. community here about this recently, because I mean, I actually just downloaded this uh, Unreal Engine five like demo tech demo they were doing with like the Matrix tie in. Oh, yeah. Which was fantastic. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if you have like an Xbox Series X or S or a PS5. Right. You can download that. And it's it's I mean, it's not a long tech demo, but it's definitely like, wow, um, there's some cool stuff there. And I think one of the discussion points we had um, that I tend to agree, I think Wembley um, mentioned it here in chat, too, is, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily like thinking they should jump into it right now. I mean, I want them to jump into it. But right now may not be the best time to kind of go full bore and implement it. And I like the idea of a strike force looking at it, looking at what choices they need to make now to make that transition smoother. But I think there is, while it is pretty, there's still a stability thing that needs to get worked out. And the fact that they're building a relationship with, um, you know, Unreal Engine developers is great. But I feel like that's something that maybe needs to look, be looked at further down in the roadmap as things stabilize, but have it be part of their like current, you know, exploratory unless, design discussions. Unless there's something, there's a trick up their sleeve. Like there's there's two ways to go about this. It's either they're going to go with Unreal Engine four continue the development there, then make the switch later on when they've actually got the time and they could put, could the, put the money and the effort into it. Or, or they had a few couple of their team look at Unreal Engine 5 and found that, oh, a lot of our assets from Unreal Engine 5 coding and all of that can be transferred to 5 easily. And that's going to save a lot of time. Um, uh, if that's the case, it's going to blow everybody's mind. Um, 
but I mean, it's, I don't know, like, it's a tough one. I don't, I don't think they're going to use Unreal Engine 5 because it's unstable or unfinished. As oh, it's not even, yeah, it's still in, it's in yeah. baby, baby phase still. Exactly. So yeah. unless, unless if they're going to use Unreal Engine 5 and start the coding themselves, and I, um, I, it's not that I highly doubt it. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of effort for them. And I think they're not going to put that effort. They're going to put that effort in the game, um, which is a way better option for them. Yeah. So are they going to use Unreal Engine 5? Yes, in the future, maybe, possibly. Um, now? Maybe a small task force looking into it. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the question, right? Like what they, we know, the, here, here's the, the main indicator of that i'm not saying it's concern but it it's hard for me not to recognize this is a pretty significant thing that's happening right they they did good work in alpha one the server stability and performance it, it, they did a great job right they they definitely did work on that improved upon it substantially but now they're reworking systems, it sounds like. What exactly they're reworking fully, we don't know. How many of those different systems are reworking, we don't know, right? We just know that it's some, it sounds pretty foundational. And what we're experiencing right now, it to me does, and this, is, this isn't like a doom or thought or anything, right? It's just real talk. The kind of preparation that they're putting into working on things right now doesn't feel like a transition from alpha one to alpha two in my mind probably was expected to feel and a lot of other people probably too it reminds me of apoc days early apoc days when they took the server down for a good year working on foundational systems and stuff like that which by the way even if that were the case i don't have any problem with that i just want to be clear i have no problem with that i understand game development takes time things happen whatever no judgment, no no harm, no foul. I only got to go off what I go off of, right? But it, it does remind me of that. And I do believe we're probably looking at, I'm not going to say a delay, but a sit, like a substantial time down while they're working on things that looks somewhat similar to that. Because based on my experience, and that's all I'm basing this off of, this is what we've seen previously. Not a bad thing. However... Would I think that they're going to Unreal Engine 5? Uh, no, because I that would be a horrible decision. Also in chat talking about the issue of scope creep and how hardcore they are against that. If they were to just drop the ball and go, let's go Unreal Engine 5, that would be a horrible choice, I think, because it's going to delay things significantly. You're also talking about trying to, to now work in something that isn't fully developed to work out of that could potentially limit your product from being released and a nobody wanting the kind of scope creep that star citizen is reflective of, right? Nobody wants that. I know they don't want it. I know we don't want it. And the cautionary tells if they were to go like, let's just jump on in. That's probably the kind of thing that we could expect to have happen, but working on systems that might be easier to integrate into five, that does make sense. 
Absolutely. Yeah, because they've yeah they've done a lot of custom development on the network code and been working with Epic on it. Exactly. Um, so I just think of it like as a parallel to stuff I do in my job, right? As you know, you get a you get a base vanilla system, right? And you're messing with it, and you start customizing it. At some point, that customization becomes an animal of its own. And then whenever you're trying to upgrade, et cetera, you're having to deal with all these different objects that you have customized and have to redevelop or code or tweak to address whatever is coming in. Yeah. So I agree, like this should be, you know, Unreal 5 should be a roadmap item. I think Mel in chat called it out. Yeah, this is still a few years out. I'm okay with them exploring that and saying, okay, what do we need to do to make sure this isn't as painful as it potentially can be? So that, you know, seems to me like that forward thinking that, you know, Steven and the team had before when APOC didn't perform like they wanted and they just, you know, started from scratch. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's likely that at launch they're going to be an Unreal 5 game. Um, but yeah. I, I am happy that they are exploring that as an opportunity in the future. Because mm -hmm. um, obviously, visually, even like now in Unreal 4, the game looks amazing. So I don't know um, if there's more they yeah. want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, even in its unpolished state, it looks amazing. Um, but I, I would agree, you know, you're, you're not going to gain a lot here by going to unreal five right now later on yes right again assuming you've got the prep time but they should be focusing on and i hope they're focusing on um just really making sure they can really lock in and stabilize what they have uh and and not necessarily like completely do like an, a 180 and go to unreal five you know i'm not expecting that's likely but I am encouraged that they're exploring it, knowing that they're already thinking several years ahead mm -hmm. in terms of that. Because it feels like, okay, that that feels like a long-term roadmap thing as opposed yep. to something that short-term, okay, yeah, we're going to switch gears again, right, from a back-end perspective. Because I think they'll likely create, like you said, Sim, a ton of rework and need more time to get it to that finished state that Steven is really shooting mm -hmm. for. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree that it doesn't seem like a very smart decision to do the switch, but it's definitely smart to understand the impact if they do switch at some point in the future. I mean, yeah. at this point, we're all in the dark and anything could happen. <laughs> Not to mention, who's replacing Jeff? That's a good question. We, yeah, I thought we were gonna get some insight on that by now. I'm, I'm really wondering about that as we approach the end of the year now. And yeah. we all know that Steven's super picky. <laughs> True. So, yeah. It's either it's taking a long time to find someone, <laughs> or they've already found someone and they're just keeping them in the basement locked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hope we find out by the 17th that would be a nice little yeah. christmas surprise to say he here's the here's a new lead game designer it'll be nice which i think is a great tie-in question to round our show off for for today 
looking to the fact that we're getting up to the 17th tier, right? We've, we've, we always get a lot of really good reveals uh, in regard to just some of the things that they've been working on, renders, et cetera, stuff like that. But as we're looking to the 17th, knowing this is going to be the last stream of this year of 2021, is there anything on our wish list that, you know what I mean? Like, is there anything on our wish list, people? Like, whether we're looking at development, whatever, something we wanted to see by the end of the year, something that's been hinted at. Is there anything on our wish list for the year wraps up that we'd like to see them maybe showcase, share, talk about, discuss, etc.? Mm, I mean, I, I think definitely like we've been talking about the some of more information about the staff. Um, personally, I would like to see um, an article or two um, come in or at least them kind of saying, hey, you know, we're here's some of the reworked lore stuff we shared. Right. And here's a little bit more for you. Um, and I would love to see some more like race stuff that we haven't mm -hmm. seen like maybe the vec right maybe um you know something of that nature i think or or honestly like you know i know there's there's some elf, elf hate out there but i'd like to see some of the like you know the elf races too if if that's something out there um like in in more detail like similar to what they did with some of the renkai um stuff earlier right mm -hmm. just seeing the orcs i would love to see them doing some like more detailed renders on some of the elf races or uh, you know or the vac right on right on what about you Faisal? anybody hopes and any bunny hopes and dreams <laughs> god damn it <laughs> for, for now not not that much actually not that much i'm just i'm just excited to see what they can come up mm. with like I, I can I can put out a lot of ideas, but I want to see their original ideas. Yeah. Seeing some creator character creator tidbits. We're hearing lore. We're hearing mm -hmm. Faisal Bunny hopes. We're hearing simple roadmap for the <laughs> new year, which was one of the one of the ones I was gonna hit on. Overall, I reflect on the year. It's been a pretty good year for Ash's development, really. Realistically, this has probably been I think it's probably been the best year so far from being really, I, I do. I feel like from a development standpoint, we've seen a lot this year. We've seen a lot. Yeah, like we got to test the Alpha 1. We yeah. got to live stream it for people. We got people's reactions and what they thought about it. Yeah. Which is a whole lot of information. <laughs> yeah. A lot of lore. We got to play sieges, lore, yeah. crafting. It's like, oh my god, this is. <laughs> Do you know about some things on the timeline as well? We know that we're gonna get those archetypes by Alpha Two. All of them will be in there. Mm -hmm. No, we know this. Right? We know all this stuff. So, but I do think for me, it's uh, again, I don't expect a. Uh, I do not expect a. Uh, super tangible timeline yeah and i don't expect anything okay. to be super polished either but uh yeah. i do think it would be beneficial to give the community some sort of an idea of what to expect it doesn't have to be a tangible roadmap um i think since alpha one that's the thing that the community overall 
in if I was to look at all the feedback I've gotten, seems to be the thing that people want the most of right now. It's just an idea of like what we're doing until Alpha 2, not necessarily when Alpha 2, just what's going on till then that we can expect to see what are the uh, the different the different hurdles or goalposts, not not when we're expecting to meet them, just what are they that we have to sort of uh, overcome or surpass or get beyond before Alpha 2 is announceable. Um, yeah, this is this is me in a nutshell. If they give me a square, I'll be happy. If they give me a circle, I'll be blown away. Simple. Really? <laughs> Any particular kind of square and or circle or? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Interesting. I got I got some ideas. Interesting. I'm coming up with some things. Circle, square. Bunny, circle, nope. square. That's not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, bunnies go in holes, right? Little little circles on the ground, don't they? Sometimes, occasionally, I'm coming up with some ideas. You know, I'm just coming up with some ideas. I don't can't confirm or deny what they're related to, but ideas nonetheless. And sometimes they are glorious. Yeah, but that's where I want to leave everybody. Uh, they've also kind of talked recently about the, if you've applied for content creator, uh, the official content creator, uh, you know role that's something you're interested in being a part of it does sound like that's coming up to being closed at least for some point coming up here uh obviously that it would be very hard to believe that they would never reopen that but uh, it does sound like that's something they've mentioned twice now to expect that door to close so someone creates content you want an opportunity to get in on it you know what to do you go apply to it obviously look at the expectations and some of the um, some of the things that they're looking for, they've talked about it a lot. We had Margaret on to specifically talk about that here on the show. So friends, we're coming up to the end of the year though. Uh, we've got the upcoming ashes live stream, uh, this coming Friday on December 17th at 11 AM. Be sure to get your questions in by Wednesday. Uh, be sure to get them in over on the forums, post them in there for a chance for them to actually uh, ask those live. Um, Beyond that, man, uh, that's going to be probably it until we get into next year. Get the Ashes live stream. Obviously, we'll be here for some mm -hmm. podcasts as always. Um, that's what we do. We stay the course. And uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wind this one down today? Well, looking forward to the live stream. Oh, yeah. Basil, any, uh, any, any sign-off words that you'd like to share with all the people who have missed seeing you here in your beautiful little cozy cloak of mischief always stay cozy always stay cozy it's winter that's when you're supposed to stay cozy yeah <laughs> stay cozy so anyway friends we obviously are getting down to the end of the show we'll be here for a couple more before we hit the end of the year definitely be reflecting on the live stream that's coming up next week so we have the ashes live stream development live stream on friday follow up with our discussion that Sunday. Um, do not know for sure about the 26th. I plan to be here. I'm gonna have to see what the rest of the cast has got going on. Uh, good chance we'll probably be here, but just as a heads up, that may or may not be a day we're here. We'll let you know for sure by next week, one way or the other. Gentlemen, before we sign off, why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not here on the podcast? All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. 
and Basil. you guys can find me okay at the I kind of forgot how this goes, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I could tell <laughs> I a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Twitch as Bagel108. I think I know what I want to do. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody, right, put together... <laughs> All the times where Faisal said something that came out wrong and people heard something completely different. It just seems like it would be such a great holiday present for someone if that were to happen. I know they're there. Perhaps I can find yeah. them and see about putting something together. It's really more for me than for all of you, but I'd be happy to share it with you as well. Friends been a great show as always thanks for hanging with us and i want y'all to remember something extremely important about this show doesn't matter whether you are here on the podcast yourself watching when we're live chiming in on the youtube whenever we post it or in discord or if you just listen to it on your way to work and stuff remember if you take part in this journey you are an ashes pathfinder much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios, and until next life, or until next week, live your best life. Walk in the light, my friends, and have a great night. Stay safe, okay? We'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye.